after the emergency manager left, I believe in 2014, then we hired a city manager. The city manager um, undid some of the things that the emergency manager had done, brought some um, contracted um, functions back in-house, um, which saved us actually quite a bit of money and, you know, made other adjustments to the budget um, to bring it in balance. After the emergency manager left and we hired a city manager, the state still oversaw our finances through an RTAB, our Receivership Transition Advi- Transitional Advisory Board, that met once a month and had to approve all city council resolutions and all financial decisions. So no community wants to go through this, but looking back, is it a good thing that this happened for Hamtramck? No, I would not say that it's a good thing. I mean, I'm grateful for any help the state is willing to give us, but there's a formula that emergency managers tend to follow, and that consists of privatizing city functions, selling off city assets, and it ignores the tangible and intangible assets that any city has and needs to rely on in order not just to to balance a budget and to struggle along and function, but to actually grow, to build on those assets that make the city unique. That very basic strategy that, that any city tries to follow is really not part of the emergency management process at all. So, Folks get appointed, and I believe they get appointed um, as emergency managers, basically on along political lines. And they follow this formula. Maybe it balances the books, but it doesn't solve structural problems. So as a rhetorical question, then, an emergency manager does not necessarily have truly the best interests of the city or its Absolutely. citizens at heart. Absolutely not. Where does the city stand now in terms of the health of revenue and finances? Actually, we're working on our budget right now, and we see that, you know, although we have a fund balance right now, we're going to have to dip into it in this next year. So here we are just being cut loose from state oversight. And in our very first budget, we're looking at already dipping into the fund balance. Why? Um, What's going on? We're still working on the budget, so I can't say you know specifically how that's going to work. But, but basically, it's the same problem that every city faces, and that's uh, retiree benefits, health care, all those things are going up. And you know revenues are, are not keeping pace. Are there plans, ideas, or otherwise anything in the works to increase revenue? Well, that's what we're working on right now. Is the population of Hamtramck growing? Is it? Yes, absolutely we're growing. Um, and, you know, growing popul- um, uh, property values are going up. I mean, there's, there's a, a big demand for, um, you know, for housing in Hamtramck right now. Who's moving in? Well, that's really interesting. Um, we have a lot of new immigrants, of course, as always, and, and particularly, of, of course, from Yemen and um, with the problems in Yemen and, um, and Bangladesh. But we also have a lot of young people moving in, a non-immigrant community of young people. So, this, you know, the city is always changing. Our demographic is always changing. And this is a big part of it right now. What, what about commercial growth? Is there anything going on at American Axle, the big plant there? Uh, 
You know, we don't we don't really know. American Axle does not keep us abreast of of what they're doing over there. And most of that property is in Detroit. There's one section of it basically that's in Hamtramck. It's vacant right now and is being used for storage, but it's part of their larger parcel. Is there any indication that what's going on in Detroit is helping Hamtramck? Yes, absolutely. A lot of the new residents who are coming in are coming in and moving to Hamtramck and buying in Hamtramck specifically because this is the kind of community that in coming to Detroit, that they're looking for. And they're getting priced out of some of the areas that they'd like to live in in Detroit. 